Welcome back to the Catching Up Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Kaysen. I run a company here in Seattle called Find Me in Seattle. And every week I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Hughes. Nick Hughes is currently in Portland, Oregon. He runs a company called Founders Live that helps uh, organize and communicate and spread the word of different companies and founders all around the world. And this week, we start off the show by talking about, uh, I recently got sick this week, and Nick been traveling around the world for the last year, has not been sick at all, and I think it's just kind of amazing. We also talk a little bit about uh, the coronavirus because I'm about to go to Asia and some of the concerns there. But today's focus on the show when we do get there is all about podcasting. Nick and I both have podcasts independent from the Catching Up podcast, and we just talk about some of our experiences that are very different about how we got started, uh, how we roll it out, what are some of our processes, and what are some of the tools that we use to distribute the podcast. So thanks for listening. As always, I hope you enjoyed the show. Hey, Nick. Good morning. Happy Friday. What's going on? Hey, Connor. I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. I was, uh, I've pretty much been sick for most of the week. I was really sick on Sunday. And then... Uh, Monday was kind of like healing up a little bit and then the rest of the week just been really congested and uh I feel like it's been a while since I've been sick like this and it's always such a a a wrench in the week when you're sick right it's like oh I gotta cancel these meetings what things can I go to I don't want to spread all my germs I feel like I didn't eat as well didn't get to go to the gym and so it's like my normal routine of the week was definitely thrown off by being sick damn yeah, it's never a good thing, man. Never a good thing. Well, what I mean, I feel like with you traveling, have you been sick while you've been traveling? <laughs> no. Like I can't I can't even remember the last time I was even sick and you know, like um I weirdly not on purpose and now I'm actually very much aware of this is like I'll go and buy like the um vitamin C packets or or like I have airborne right now and so I drink that like once a day. And, um, you know, just like, I just kind of started getting that habit and especially like in this, you know, winter season. Um, and then, you know, just exercising and staying on top of things. And I, I just, I just believe this man, like weirdly enough, like my immune system is actually strong because I think I'm around so much. And so like, it just is strong, you know, it's, um, it, it is able to battle that, but I don't know. Anyway, like I, I just don't get sick a lot anyway. So it's been, it's been, yeah. Like I, I, I had a little bit of like a, I felt like I had a sore throat. Like when was it? Maybe, I don't know. Was it December? Like right around Christmas or something? I might've had a little bit of a sore throat, but that's a hit, man. Yeah. Well, I got a flu shot a couple weeks ago and the day after I got the flu shot, I felt really bad. Mm. Um, and I and then I kind of just chalked it up to this is probably because of the flu shot. Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I was curious because then it's what, two weeks later, I get actual sick. And I haven't been sick like this in a long time. Mm. And I was I was wondering if they were related. I can't imagine that they were. But who knows? I mean, yeah, I'm out every day interacting with so many people going into different offices and businesses it's hard to avoid well think about this uh, yeah think about this like you know the fact of walking in if you know how many places you walk into you're going to shake hands with someone and you don't you don't know like what they might have 
of, you know, the cold. And I mean, this is, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of this coronavirus or whatever, but <laughs> it, it, it is like, um, it's interesting when you start thinking about how easy it could be to contract things like that. Yeah, it really is. And and at this time of year, there are so many people who are sick. And so it is a lot easier. I'm actually I'm going to Home Depot because I know you brought up coronavirus. I'm going to Home Depot tonight uh, to get some uh, of the special masks for my trip to Asia. Um, um, and yeah, Sam, but I'm just glad. I was like, hey, at least I'm getting sick now. I'd rather get sick now than be sick when I'm in Asia. So hopefully yeah. uh, I'm healthy the whole time that I'm there. So on that topic, um, is there any concern at all? Or sp- you're going to be in Thailand, so it's a little different. But is there any concern there? Um, yes, just because it's kind of a crazy epidemic on that side of the world and it puts us a little closer to it and it really doesn't necessarily seem like it's going to slow down at all over, you know, moving forward. And so that is a concern, but it, there hasn't been a moment in our mind of canceling the wedding or canceling the trip. Uh, we've had. I believe two parties of people canceled their trip altogether, but that was because their plan was uh, to go to Thailand for our wedding, but more of their like two weeks was spent in China. And so they've kind of, because they canceled the whole China trip, like Thailand got canceled with it. And we've had some people who are flying through Hong Kong. I still got one friend who's still tentatively scheduled to fly through Hong Kong there and back and, uh, you know, that's a little bit of concern. He's got like an eight-hour layover in Hong Kong on the way back. <laughs> and so um, I'm not sure what's happening there. I had uh, two other people also reschedule their flight. So they're flying um, through different countries. Right. And so that's kind of been the crux we've been keeping an eye on because we fly through Taiwan and there's been minimal cases. But – uh I mean, yeah, it's it's just a crazy situation that's happening there. I, I and and we don't need to talk much more about this if you don't want to, but I just don't know the way they've quarantined that city off in China. I couldn't imagine that could ever happen here in America. <laughs> um, yeah, I just don't think people would be okay with that. Even if thousands of people were dying, uh, it would be really hard for something like that to happen. Uh, well, but yeah. hopefully, it doesn't have to. You know, and. I- I kind of go, I think about a lot, like what, what would it be like? And then, I mean, even, you know, even because China is, uh, I mean, I I heard this kind of thing where it's like pretty much every product that you see and interact with a ton during that the day, like originate from China. And so this, this actually, how much is this grinding to a halt and how much, how much is it going to affect on the long term over the next, you know, months years because of how grinded to a halt and i was just reading an article like dude like 700 million people are like house quarantined it's like yeah they're literally like you can't come out of your house and or they leave it's like they're allowed to leave once every three days and it's like one person at a time it's just like insane so how much is this going to affect actually economically and you know apple's already said that it's they're seeing production issues and that's apple as a production of a major product in our world so um yeah i don't i I mean it's 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 a crazy thing man yeah i i would assume production of so many products yeah are going to be taking a big hit uh 
import export is going to be affected all over the world. The stock market's going to be affected all over the world. Uh, I mean, it's it's a serious issue, and I feel like because now we're like a month in, it uh, isn't getting covered as much, and there's not nearly you know not not very many people all that worried here in America. But yeah, I mean, it is such a big concern, and there was that cruise line that happened that had a bunch of Americans on it. Uh, and so, yeah, related going back to, to the trip, I mean, we're still all hands on deck. We're going no matter what, I mean, I'm planning to Good. spend a month there. So, uh, you know, we're going to get a mask and hopefully that is the, the worst that it's going to get for us. And hopefully yeah. things don't turn into something, uh, really severe, you know, that put us in a harmful position. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll hope that's not the case. And yeah. Yeah, hopefully we'll get home in the beginning of April. <laughs> I, I can't wait. <laughs> and so uh, I know we, we we're going to talk about podcasting here, but I wanted to ask also, have you had a chance to watch any of the XFL? Dude, no. And I have, I guess, a slightly strong opinion on that, man. It's like, I don't even care. Like, really? I don't care because there's this, I don't know, man, like there's an off season for a reason. So for me, like, you know, you got the NFL and it, it, you know, the, the season's just awesome. You know, I don't know this as an American sports, uh, you know, uh, a fan, I, I really appreciate the time of, you know, the, the sport and, you know, you, I think 24 hours a day of football is not like exciting. And, uh, basically the, what week or two after the Super Bowl, it's like the XFL starts. And so I'm just not, I'm not a fan because I need a break. And what I like is dude, you know, once August hits in September, it's like awesome, you know, college football, NFL comes back in. It's like getting into the fall. I just like that. So, you know, that's where I'm at. I'm not watching. Yeah, I can agree. Cause yeah, the fall, there's something special of when that time of year comes around and all those sports pick up. And uh, the weekends just have a different atmosphere <laughs> yeah. about themselves. And I agree. I haven't I haven't watched an entire game. I've clicked on it a little bit and like watched it here and there. Uh, but I'm all same thing. Like I'm not I'm not planning my weekend around it like I do some other sports. I mean, my my honest opinion is, uh, and I would love to re- uh, revisit this in a few years. But I I, I think in 2023 2024, it's not going to be running and or it's just barely hanging on because i just don't i I think more people think like me than are like uh that are rather than wanting to watch football all year long and more importantly um i just don't know if they're going to develop the brand following Uh, i do know that they're trying to leverage the hell out of like sports betting so they're basically becoming a uh almost like they're gonna they're just gonna rest on more like betting than actual like you know great football yeah, um, but anyway, I I just I wasn't I would well I would be surprised in three years if it's like thriving. That's that's my answer. Yeah, and and the betting is a good point because that probably is what's fueling it a lot because people do like to bet on football and this provides a few more opportunities. I mean, if they last, if they get into season two, I would feel like that's pretty successful <laughs> compared to what they did before and the other NFL or the other football league, the AAF. Oh, went yeah. out after like six weeks. So, um, <laughs> but I read today that they have sold 10,000 season tickets here in Seattle. 
I, I actually read that, or I read something that the attendance is pretty solid. That's yeah. Surpri- that's surprising to me, dude. Like, outdoor football in February? Like in <laughs> yeah, it's not, a, it's not a good time. To, oh, what uh, the hell? <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been great to great weather to want to go out and, and watch those games. I and mean, it's cold and wet. That's, yeah. that's tough. And for the, the quality product, I mean, it's got to – continue in, to increase and be high to keep people's interest. Uh, but 10,000 tickets, like, that's pretty dang good. I don't imagine that every other city has numbers like that. Seattle no. just always gets so much better sports turnout yeah. than so many other cities. And I think we kind of go under the radar for how much our city supports kind of all the different teams. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. The Sounders' uh, first home game is next Thursday. And then uh, that weekend is the MLS season opener. And so once that starts, I'm curious about if people's attention is going to continue. And I'll be interested to see what the numbers look like when the Sounders and the XFL play on the same day and kind of who gets. Okay, so there's a Sounders game on the 27th. Next, uh, yes, I believe it's uh, Thursday. Man, because we we have Founders Live right down in Pine, <laughs> Piner Square. Oh, but, it's gonna be wild down there. Yeah. And, and so it's a Champions League game, so it's not gonna have the same uh, hype as the regular season opener. Like it's it's a lower bowl only kind of game, so you might be okay there. Um, and yes, what, so so then the opener is what day? On Sunday. Hmm. Yeah, okay. on on March first is the opener. Oh, uh, I I fly out, I fly out that day, man. Well, that might so. be a good day to be flying out then. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know you. Let's talk about podcasting. We're already twelve minutes into the episode here. Yeah. Um, and so I know you wanted to talk about some tips, tips and tricks. And you're also running another podcast. Uh, so now you're part of at least two podcasts. And so Nick, what are some of the like? What are some of the things that you've learned in creating these two different shows? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, as we start kind of looking at, we've been doing this for, what, more than two years now, which is cool. And, um, you know, basically we just have, we have a calendar, you know, event that is weekly and it just repeats. And and so it's pretty automatic unless, you know, some issue, you know, a scheduling issue comes in each other's life. And, And so you look at like, you know, geez, we've been doing this for a while. We're consistent. Um, and we just use, uh, we use anchor for this and it's pretty simple, uh, for, you know, I just go back to, um, you know, now that founders live is, is really, it's just so crazy, man. It's just like, it's just real. The brand is really like developing and turning a corner. And I I knew I like, I, we should have done a podcast earlier in, in our history, but, you know, last year it was just really time. And I felt like I was felt like I was just putting it off for a while. And it, I don't I now look back and I'm like, damn, like, why? What was I thinking? But um, I just had to get in place like, OK, what what platform, you know, because I'm really just a systematic person. And so it's like, what platform are we using? What's the system? How am I getting the content? And then is there an editing process or how do you like clip it up? And then how do you get it online and how do you publish it? And so, you know, I finally like figured out, so I'm actually just using a uh, buzzsprout. So what you have to do is like one of the main questions for after you figure out like, okay, I'm going to have a podcast and 
it's going to be this uh, a direction and information and what, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? So I figured, well, shoot, you know, like I'm, I've been doing interviews and conversations with founders for many years. So that clearly is going to be the direction. Um, and I figured out, okay, the platform, basically you have to have a hosting of your podcast and there's different options for that. And I chose Buzzsprout. Uh, I pay like basically like 20 bucks a month and you know, uh, that's where you upload the file and, you know, it's hosted on their platform and that can be your home for your, um, your podcast. And then you can choose like you, what you want to do is start pushing out to all the different essentially syndication on like Apple podcast, um, Spotify is growing now, um, tune in, um, Google and, uh, Google podcasts and, or Android, I don't know what, I think it's Google Podcasts. Um, and then, you know, you got to figure out how you're going to record it. And for, for Founders Live podcast, I mean, we're talking from people all over the world. So, you know, it had to be audio. And so I chose Zoom and I just create a Zoom meeting. I make sure that it's recorded in the cloud and we have that call. And uh, then that file, like 10, 15 minutes later, gets dropped uh, into Zoom as a file and you can download it. And then, then the last thing is I, you know, the last thing is I just take that, that file on, um, I use QuickTime and I just literally clip the beginning and the end. And in, you know, it's kind of similar to my videos where it's just like rolling. I mean, it's just like, Hey, we're live. You know, we're not, I'm not doing the in-between removing the ums and, you know, the amount of time it takes to edit something just, it's more authentic and, and you know, it's, 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 it's decent quality. It's not the best quality, but um, I just clip the two ends of the file and then I push it into our podcast and then, and then just publish. We're now publishing two a week and wow, dude, it's awesome. And I just figured out this process that um, it's working pretty well. And I, you know, over time I will bring on a content team that will drive that forward. Um, but I think what's, you know, we've, we've already published almost 30 so 26 maybe 28 published and i've got another five or seven hanging uh that just need to be uh edited and uploaded so i'm i'm about a month behind wow uh, yeah i mean and so then the last i guess the last thing is i just do i have a calendly that i just list two hours every friday and these are actually right after ours so i, I do 10 and 11 a.m uh, Pacific time. And I just have those. And then we send it out to our winners. And, and so they, people just like jump on there and they, they're like, they click and they establish the, they create the meeting invite, or, I mean, they just use Calendly and they sign up for a date and I just yep. get the information. It falls on my calendar and bam, like pretty much every week I've got two people that are like great founders, winners of our events that I then interview. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's so systematic. Yeah. And because you have the competitions and that's filtering out the people you talk to. Yeah. That's really efficient. It, you know, it definitely solves the, you know, I think as people that are looking to have a podcast, number one, it's like, okay, do I, how can I have a podcast? Who am I going to interview or talk to, or what's the point? And clearly founders live is able to solve that, you know, for me and for us, and we're able to just highlight people. And then I just crazy enough, I just kind of created this little filtering process. And, you know, it's not that I don't want to talk to other founders, but man, the volume is already so big that, we, you know, what I did was just listed this opportunity in our winner's package that everyone gets when they win. And, you know, I'm at no shortage of, of guests and, and covering their stories and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's been, 
it's been way cool. And I'm just like, it was one of those big things where I'm finally just, I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated with myself for like putting it off for so long, finally got stuff in line. And now it's just, a, it's just like a well-oiled engine just kind of. So what I'm looking for now is actually, I want to like, I want to get like an intro music. Um, I don't have a good intro. That's like a good five to 10 second, like, you know, um, a nice branded intro yep. that has some music. Um, so I, I kind of like, Gotta work on that, and then um, we'll start pulling in some partners and sponsors that will have a little, um, twenty, you know, ten, twenty second piece. So that's the things that I need to put in line now. Yep. Well, a question for you, and I know you kind of touched on this last week, but uh, I get asked by clients because I'm always pushing, especially with the real estate clients, that there are the tools like how we use Anchor, right? The show is so easy to produce, and one of the examples I use for the real estate agents that I think that they should do is pick a day on Monday and just record like 20 minutes of you giving advice for your five clients that you have. Right. So if you look at your calendar and I'm like, Oh, I got one client who's touring houses. One in his contract. One is doing inspections. I was like, whatever you need to review with those five people, that's just what you should talk about that week and record it every Monday so then you're not necessarily using the tool as a way to like recruit directly new clients. But now what it is, is when you sign up a client and they're working with you, it's like, Hey, by the way, I publish this thing every Monday morning, like download it and listen to it. So you're, you and I are on the same page about what's going on with real yeah. estate and like, and my business. So you kind of feel included. And I'm talking about your issues in the podcast. I think like it's a great way to build rapport with your current customers and uh, a lot of times what I'm seeing, and I know you have this issue, is just like, you just got to start, right? Mm -hmm. You can't worry early on about so many of the details and the numbers and who's going to watch it and everything. You really have to get in the habit first of recording the conversations, figuring out how to publish the conversation, and then get going from there. Because then once you build that initial routine, then you can expand off it, right? And then you can start thinking about like, all right, now I need an intro. Now I need artwork. Now I yeah. need... Uh, to think about how I'm going to handle some of these other things, but getting into the creative mindset to just record the audio is always the most difficult part to start. And like, was there something for you that you finally said to yourself or whatnot? You're just like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to record these conversations. Well, yeah, it's absolutely right. Just got to start. And I, I just, I literally remember our, our conversation. I was, I was in Denver uh, this was May of last year. I was sitting outside of a Starbucks. I was sitting on this like curb. And I just remember being like, dude, I am going to do this. And I'm, I want you to hold me accountable to it. And I just remember being like, it's ridiculous that we don't have it. We have to do this. It's like, it's like such low hanging fruit. And I just hadn't put the things in motion and, and the pieces together. And I remember just committing to that. And then, um, yeah, it was just like the way I operate is like, I just started to put things on my calendar, like focused on the podcast and then, uh, you know, just like make some decisions. I really put like a repeating, uh, on my calendar, repeating every day or every, at least frequently, like, you know, decide podcasts or like, you know, um, like, you know, make decisions on the hosting and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then, once I kind of got that motion, I literally just started to like, I think the big thing was like, it's a calendar 
it's an isolated place on my calendar that then once I did the Calendly that people can sign up, I just, once I pushed it out to like three people and then I put it in our winner's package, it just got the ball rolling. And it was like, yep. you know, then, then things were booked out for two months and I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> looks like this is happening. And you know, so it just, you, you got to make those decisions. I was just a little, I was a little intimidated, I guess, from the fact of like, I was like, dude, I don't, how do you go from like, nothing to you have a file and then you put it online somewhere and then it falls into Apple uh, uh, podcast. How does that work? And I just had to do a little bit of uh, a little bit of research. And I talked with one of our city leaders. She has a great podcast. And so I just asked her a few questions. She's like, just go here, go here. Okay. And then once you get going on that, like it helps, but yeah, it's just, you just got to start, just start. Yeah. I think that's the big advice. And that's what I tell everyone is like, Make it simple in the beginning. You can always evolve. And as you get more comfortable, uh, make a commitment on your calendar. You're right. I'm going to do six weeks of episodes. And I'm going to publish these things. I'm going to put it out there. And if I absolutely hate dread doing this every single week, then don't do it. Then find something else to spend your time. Yeah. Uh, but you kind of just need to make that initial commitment to try. And I think a lot of people, once they get into that phase, like, all right, I, I can do this. It's not that difficult. Uh, or intimidating once, right. once you get going. Yeah, I, I saw they're, they're getting close to a million published podcasts, uh, I think, just in America. So oh, wow. the competition is way up there. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, like, how I, I don't know how many of those million shows are just like, okay, they have a published episode or right. if those are, like, active episodes, right? Because I mean, there's, there's about, all different it. scales. I mean, we are, I mean, what is almost, this is 80 or something, right? Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. I mean, we're in the 80s or so, high 70s, if not 80s. And, um, dude, when you think about, like, crossing 100 podcasts of episodes, no matter how many, like, people are listening, how many people are listening, just the fact that 100 is, like, a huge barrier, like, that's a huge hurdle of uh, consistency. And my guess is, dude, out of the, let's call it a million uh, podcasts out there, I bet, one percent have more than a hundred episodes if not less yeah so, i would agree it's got yeah. a very small amount yeah so it's just really about being consistent and consistency over time builds the brand and builds like people then then you get better and um better quality leads to more listeners like it just it all flows but you're, you're never gonna have i think the big thing is people are like oh well i don't have a thousand people listening to me in the first couple months it's like of course you don't you know, and, and there's no reason to think that you would. So uh, just it takes time and effort. And then you develop your, your skill and better quality and conversations. And then it rolls from there. Yeah. And, and it all comes down to like, what, what's the purpose of doing the show, right? What's your mm-hmm. intention? Yeah. If you go into it and you're like, I need to get a thousand listeners, you know, really ever, uh, you're you're gonna struggle with that because growing the podcast is a whole nother question, right? Mm-hmm. Finding new audience and getting people to share it uh, is a whole nother task. I mean, something that you and I are still trying to figure out and learn as well. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's a process. You kind of just have to commit to it. And I, I think you need to find a different value to doing the show versus I need to get more more fans or followers. Because if you take yeah. that perspective, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. Like for you, what's great with Founders Live is there's already value you just connecting with the founders and sharing their story. Like 
without even thinking about how many people see it, there's a lot of value there because uh, it's good for your networking. It's good for them to be able to have a conversation and present their product and, you know, get the word out there. So even if one person learns about the company, uh, there's value to that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that uh, concludes this week's show. What do you got going on this weekend, Nick? Uh, hanging out in Portland. It's my last weekend here. Uh, I'm hanging out with some friends uh, Saturday. And um, yeah, man, just kind of like getting oriented and ready next week in Seattle. It's going kind of, to be a big week. And then I actually shoot down. I'll be in San Diego uh, for most of March. I'm actually not going to Austin. Uh, some things changed there just scheduling wise. And uh, San Diego has an event uh, middle of March that I was, I just need to get to. And so I'm going to go hang out in San Diego after Seattle. In March. Wow, that's a beautiful place to go. So I, I <laughs> wouldn't complain about going to San Diego ever. No. Awesome. No. It's my, uh, my seventh anniversary with Amanda this weekend. So uh, I've got a bunch yeah. of planned uh, awesome. things. I think we're going to go play bingo on Sunday up at the casino up there. Yeah. And, uh, awesome. Yeah, it should be low key. I got to finish up my taxes this weekend too. That's mm, like yeah. staring at me in the face. And I got to finish that before I leave for Asia. Yeah. Well, good awesome. luck with that. And Thank happy, you very much. Happy anniversary, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Peace.